Listeners, use your words on the Wisconsin Pod Castathon. Take it away, guys. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Paul with User Words Podcast. Welcome. Hopefully you can hear and see us properly. Hopefully our internet doesn't die on us here. I'm joined with Aaron to uh, my left as well as Josh Brewer. So I just want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming on this podcast. Um, the whole concept of being able to raise money is something that for a good cause for live for is awesome, uh, especially right now with uh, children who aren't having trouble necessarily finding food. I, I was going through st the statistics and the data, and it's interesting. I don't know if you guys know this, Josh, Aaron here, nearly one in five children right now during coronavirus do not have enough to eat. They're, they, mm -hmm. that in, that's due to a multiple number of factors. So that could be due to the fact that you know their parents were laid off, they lost their jobs, um, or Food increases have also food prices have also gone up recently. Mm. So the cost of basic groceries, you know, what people were able to buy back in the day is just gone down. So, you know, everything that they had before has, you know, not working as much. And if you have kids, and none of us have this yet, you know, Josh is, <laughs> will soon have this because his triplets are gonna be on the way shortly. Uh, Josh will soon learn what it's like to have three teenagers in the house just going through food at an exponential rate. If we think back to when we were teenagers and the amount of food that we went through, especially me and you, Aaron, me and you are a little on the bigger side here. We're not exactly on the right. tiny side like Joshy boy we're over not, here. We're not shy about our food. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. As uh, Mr. Josh, uh, Johnson was trying to uh, cut off a little bit of it's a paint. It's paint. Oh, okay. sure, 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 sure. <laughs> There's some food stains on his shirt. He was trying to cut away with a knife before we started. Like, argh, gotta get away. Um, so, you know, everyone who's here listening, everyone who is here participating, thank you. And I think it is important for the fact that we do raise some money for Live For uh, to be able to help them do their mission. And their mission outside of feeding people right now during COVID is something that is very important. Um, so, but before we get going, I just want to say this. This weekend's podcast-a-thon is presented by the Wisconsin Pod Podcast Association. Proceeds from this weekend's event go towards Live Ford's mission to provide food for struggling families throughout Wisconsin. Visit live-for.org, and that's F-O-R, or wisconsinpodcast.com to make a donation. So one of the things that Live For does, Aaron, Josh, in yes. case you're not familiar 100% here, is they help uh, kids, uh, especially kids with like special needs, connect uh, socially, physically, mentally. So they help them get to camps and that mm. they help them do paddleboarding. They help them meet up with other people who have special needs as well and just socialize. And in a way, I kind of look at it and I think, this is something that we've done as well. You know, this is something mm -hmm. that not necessarily for our special needs. No. Okay. Um, well, it's debatable for you. We won't get into that, but what it is though, is, you know, it, it, in a way it's mentorship. They're helping mentor these young kids in a way that will really help them be able to get a jump start into the future in a way that maybe, Maybe they wouldn't have without a, a foundation like Live For coming in and saying, hey, look, here, we're going to help you do this. And that got me thinking, you know, in all of our lives, we either have been mentored or men mentored or we meant mentor. <laughs> For those of you who have never listened here before, let me just interject this. 
I cannot speak English all the time to save my life. <laughs> English is my primary language, and yet I cannot speak it, and I have no qualms about that. Um, oh, <laughs> but anyways, so you, Aaron. And Josh, you yes. have been kind of through that flip a little more recently than I have. Um, I'm a little bit older than you guys, where you guys were on that mentoree side where you were being mentored for, and then all of a sudden you flipped over to be a youth group <laughs> member, a leader, never left. and you got to mentor a bunch of kids. So mm -hmm. I'm going through here, and while I'm just going to tell some things here about this, and um, I, I will say this, this is hard work that these people that these people are doing at live for it is oh, not sure. easy at times and that can be with anyone that doesn't i'm not saying because these kids that they're working with have special needs i'm saying mentoring is hard work period and it is something that i commend them for 100 percent um because I, I have been working with teens and youth group members and the church and that since i was probably around 21 i'm 37 now so if you can do ba quick basic math, Aaron, <laughs> that's 16 years now I've been doing that. Yeah. Um, and it has never been an easy thing for, and for me. Uh, it, it has always been one of those things of you worry about the kid, but you've got to not worry so much where you get so consumed with it. And it's mm -hmm. one of those things that I have had so many good memories from as well as so many bad sleepless nights as well. And I don't know about you, Aaron, if you've had any of those yet. You still got a ways to go. Same with you, Josh, on that. But it's, it's entertaining, to say the least, at times. And it's also just downright scary and frustrating. Right. So I, I think about some of, the, some of the highlights here, you know, while doing this, some of the joys in the fact that I almost have more joy out of helping other people than I do myself at times. You know, seeing that that spark light up in their face of, oh, I get it now. And even if it's not till years later, you know, I, <laughs> I, I think back to when you were a teen, uh, Mr. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> You're going, uh -huh, nope. I know. That was a scary familiar. time. That was really scary. <laughs> oh, you were time. right there with me, boy. Hey, we are uh, talking about you right now. <laughs> we'll get to you in a second. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, um, but I think of, you know, those conversations that we had. Uh, when you decided, you know, okay, so quick backstory, all three of us here are Christians. We um, raised in, well, not necessarily all raised in church. I wasn't, um, but I met these two through when they were youth group students and kind of made them one of my, uh, <laughs> I guess you could say projects, but right. <laughs> they're, they're not a project. They, I want to have that real relationship, that real relationship. Uh, mentor mentee relationship with them and i remember one time aaron when you were like i'm i'm done essentially you sent me that message the october conversation oh um, yeah you're like uh -huh. you're like i'm not coming and uh we ended up sitting <laughs> it felt like we were in a standoff <laughs> opposite sides of the yard and some, yeah. so something that i learned from that whole experience you know, and, and I know the people, you know, when they mentor, regardless of how they're mentoring, whether they're mentoring, um, you know, kids who have special needs, whether they're mentoring people from the inner city in school. However, sometimes you have to go that extra mile and you have to spend that extra time to say, hey, I'm not letting you 
stop doing X. Right. And it's not like I'm going to hold you down the ground and be like, <laughs> say you're going to do this. You're going to do it and you're going to like it. No, it's more like, <laughs> hey, look, I'm here. We're both here. I'm not giving up. Yeah. And, you know, I remember that conversation because we literally were at opposite end of the yard. It was like diagonal from one another, as maximum distance as you could get. Pretty much. I just, yeah, I really didn't want to have anything to do with anything at that moment. I was like, no, I don't want to talk to anybody or, well, well I guess not anybody, specifically you at the moment because you're like, what's wrong? And then I don't want to talk about what's wrong or anything. And then, but then, yeah, looking back on that, it's like, man, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> hey, hey, hey we're, we're all idiots at some yeah. point, so don't worry about that. You know, it, the fact that you can look back on it now and say, right. oh, man, I was an idiot. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't really know. It's, it's getting caught up in that mindset of the time and wanting what you think is best for you, but then you're obviously not in the right mindset at the moment. So... Now looking back, I was like, "Yeah, Paul was doing what was right at the moment. <laughs> I'm trying to come and just help and talk, talk it out." And my little annoying self didn't want to have that, <laughs> but it happened. So it was for the best. I hope, right? I think so. Th- that's up to right? you. <laughs> I, I can't decide what's best for you. I'll make my, my mind on this. No, okay? I can't do that. <laughs> you know, but so. You know, being on that one side, like where you were now, what was what was it kind of like switching from being someone who was, I guess, receiving primarily receiving help to now being one on the flip side whose primary role is to help the younger generation? It's weird. <laughs> Why is <laughs> well, it weird? Well, okay. For, I guess, going from church to uh, the youth group stuff, mm-hmm. for me, it was it was awkward because I was already friends with some of the kids that were in there and I never left. So it's yeah. like, I was like, Oh, it's kind of the student, but now like, well, now you're a leader. Cause you're not really in the age range of the youth group anymore. So now you're going to be a leader. I'm like, Oh, so that was, that was, I guess the awkward part for me, um, for that specific thing. Um, but now again, as well as you guys know, y'all don't know. Um, I haven't been there for, I don't know. Has it been a couple years already or is it? I don't know. It's been a while. It's It's, been one year for sure. It's been about a year. Yeah. Okay. But besides that, it's now with my nephews Mm -hmm. and stuff. And especially the oldest one, it's like been able to like talk to him more and like he's been FaceTiming me, which man, when he, (laughs) when he wants to try and get my attention, he does not stop calling. (laughs) (laughs) So, which, I mean, it's, 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 a, I don't mean, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but he stops my music because of call interrupts my music. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he knows. He knows what he's he doing. Just, yeah, he does. <laughs> but no, it, it's, I guess, you know, looking at that, that's, I don't know. That, that's awesome that he'd actually like to talk to his uncle that much. Yeah. So, and, and it yeah. kind of probably feels good to be able to, offer advice to your yeah. nephew and, and yeah. help him out and mentor him a little bit because it, it's a weird and i found this and this is true across kids of every age for whatever reason they are more willing to for the most part to talk to everyone else but their parents yeah oh absolutely yeah a lot of the stuff i probably ever talked to you about i never wanted to talk to my parents you're right which did i eventually uh, yeah i did but it's like 
my first get go, I was like, man, I'm going to tell somebody else. <laughs> right. I'm not going to them about it. And, and that's why it's important for, you know, organizations that to offer these mentorship type things, you know, and it's not necessarily uh, where you have to be like, I am going to mentor you. That is my goal. It's that it sometimes just naturally happens by helping kids go out into the wild, go paddle boarding. It happens right. in the conversations. It happens when you take them to camp and hey, they're, getting friends for a lifetime, but at the same time, you're also just kind of feeding into their life. And it's always fun to be able to feed into other people's lives because honestly, that is a life worth living where you're not just being selfish, where you're consuming and where you're helping others. Yeah. Yeah. So Mr. Brewer, Brewer. over to you, sir. (laughs) You are actually not as big of an issue as a, as a teenager. No, as this one. No, <laughs> no, no. But I mean, I, I I have my things. Yeah, I know. So, so do you have any thoughts on switching over from kind of that mentee to mentor? Because you've you've done that even more recently than Johnson has. Kind of. I, I, it's a powerful switch, and when I say powerful, I'm talking about the fact that you develop a relationship with some of these kids. You know, and when you look at somebody that has a 10, 20 year age gap, you have that slight mentality of i they don't know what i'm going through right. they were they were my age 20 30 40 60 you know whatever the ages they were years ago they don't know what i'm going through today and which is my thought with you two every day. <laughs> yeah and it's just the only thing that probably changes is the way that we communicate and the way that stuff gets done and that's that's just solely technology otherwise all the person-to-person stuff uh, the images or whatever it might be, you know, family relationships that are bad, you know, all that's the same. That's, it's been the same way, you know, a hundred years ago, you know? So it's just, it's interesting because as a child, you have that mentality of no, nobody can relate to me. But then when you go from being a youth group kid to a leader, you have such a tight relationship. And there's like, there's almost like this really immediate trust that you can get with the kids because they're like, oh, hey, I was chit-chatting with you and now you're telling me how to live my life. I think I'd listen to you a little bit more than Paul or something like that. So, <laughs> I mean, but then at the same time too, the other issue you can have is that author- authoritative uh, figure. They might not take you as seriously as someone they don't know that well because they know how to push your buttons user. You know, some of the kids look at Paul and they go, I push the wrong buttons on Paul. I'm probably going to die. <laughs> yeah. They look at me and they go, hi, push every button on Josh and he's not going to do anything. Yeah. So you also have uh, that aspect too. So it's a powerful, but a, at the same time, a very weak position. Um, but I, I definitely like being able to sit there and watch these kids smile and know that I'm helping them understand something or I'm helping them experience. And one of, one of my, my favorite memories is um, we were at the range. What was it? Two years ago at mm-hmm. camp. And uh, we were sitting there, and I brought some explosives, some tannerite, legal explosives. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Church. I had, I had brought one. Of, <laughs> go on, Josh. Go on. I, I go had on. brought a big rifle. And one of the kids there, he was still trying to get used to everybody, and he was kind of hanging around me the whole weekend. And uh, so I said, hey, take this big gun, point and shoot. So he's shooting a few, and I'm like, all right, you got to aim a little higher and stuff. And right as I start recording his phone, he sits there and he pulls the trigger. The gun goes off. Then you have a massive explosion in front of him and you watch his face freeze. And then this smile grows on his face. His <laughs> eyes get wider. Yeah. And 
you know, it just made my weekend because I'm helping this kid experience something that he may have not been able to experience at home. Um, one would hope. Well, not. I would, yeah, I hope you <laughs> couldn't do that at home. <laughs> and, and by at home, I mean yeah. just just his in his life experience no, yeah. at home. Because um, I mean, I don't know if his dad would buy explosives and shoot them. So I mean, that's that's something you don't get to experience every day. Not in home, at least. Not in the backyard. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, some people could, but. You're trying him. I don't know, but <laughs> but anyways, just just being able to have you know those those moments where you're just able to to make their day or or them yeah. just to to look up to you and just um just ask questions. And one of the other times uh, is when we were sitting there, and I think it was I think it was at that camp too. A bunch of the guys, you know, a lot of them are very rowdy. A lot of them like to chit chat with each other. And I just sat there and I think I started getting teary eyed and they all just shut up and started looking at me. And I was just being real. No, <laughs> I'm just, emotional guy no, I was just, I was just being real with them and how they need to take these times serious. They need to mm-hmm. listen to what we say, because no matter what age age we've been there, we've done that. We're saying is because we don't want them to do it too. We don't yeah. want them to yeah. experience too. And if they are experiencing it, we're here to help because we know what it's like to not get the help and prolong that experience. And so, are we also, it, 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 huh? Honestly, or we also know we've been trying. We've someone's tried to give us a help, but then we were like, "Nah, dude." We yeah, you thought, you thought you knew better than the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I mean the switch and all. I mean it's kind of like a humbling experience because it's not like you have more responsibility that you have to deal with and you have to. Um, it's almost. As much as a lot of people, I think, don't like that level of responsibility, it's almost like an honor. It's almost like an honor yeah. to be able to sit there and uh, teach someone else because you were taught. They need to be taught. It's, you're now, it, it's now your responsibility to pass on that teaching. Thank you. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's a humbling and honoring experience as, as well as it is a very weird experience because you go from, from having to listen to the pastor and now the pastor says, Josh, yell at him. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> So let me tell you one of the <laughs> hardest parts about mentoring here. And, and it's not the awkward conversations. It's not the sitting on opposite sides of the lawn from some <laughs> person. One of the hardest parts is you build a relationship with someone. And then it, it, this is one of the hardest and most and one of the best parts. You build that relationship with that person and then they no longer need you to help them along as a mentor. And maybe they're moving or they're graduating, especially like working with the high schoolers and that, you know, they graduate, they're going to college and they're gone. And it, all of a sudden it's like, boom, that connection's gone. It's, it, you know, you still have the connection, but social media, but really social media connection, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I can see that where it being, it's, it's the mentor to the, to the mentee had almost, it almost from how I see it from an outside picture, it's almost like the mentor has a strong relationship with the person that he's mentoring yeah. you know, teaching and the person who's receiving it doesn't quite see that same relationship and they kind of in some cases they do in some yeah. cases they don't from really how depends. i've seen it so i can definitely i can definitely see where you're coming from that you know it, it, like i said that's one of the hardest but i think one of the best aspects of it because you you want that person to be able to succeed on their own you know you want that person to be able to take off and fly you want aaron to go off and live in his own apartment or place on his own away from his parents' house. It's in the works. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll believe it when you turn 50 and that happens. 
you uh, want him to get a dog. You want him to find someone that he can settle down with the rest oh of his life. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. But but you, you know you want you want to see that happen, but at the same time you kind of don't because you're kind of like I want to keep that relationship, but just like no, I gotta let them. I gotta oh. let them move on. Oh yeah. Which I mean, I hope if any of well, if, I hope you don't ever move if on. I ever do move away. Hopefully, I'll still be able to come and see you guys. You're, you're so we'll still have away. that relationship connection. No, you moved your dad to me. Okay. Adios. No, no, no. I blacklisted you in every single county in the entire U.S. except for Racine. No county will let you live in it except Racine. Sorry, you're staying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So we only got a couple more minutes here. Yes. So, is there anything else that you want to add specifically regarding uh, your final thoughts on mentoring, mentorship, and that your thoughts within that? Because literally, we got like three minutes. So, shoot. Um, gosh. Well, I'm just thinking about what you were even talking about earlier for the whole COVID, not the whole mentoring stuff, but like with the COVID and stuff and helping each other out. And yeah, it's crazy to see how this whole situation has really affected people. I mean, I'm seeing families and stuff like that. Well, yesterday I was driving around going to pick and save and saw there was a family sitting outside and they had like, a, you know, their cardboard with stuff written on it. And I was mm -hmm. like, man, like I can't imagine when you're talking about how expensive food is and then having to raise a family with that. Right. So, and, and especially in Wisconsin, where they're backlogged on the unemployment benefits. So, some people who maybe have gotten furloughed or laid off haven't been able to get their unemployment benefits. Yeah, which it, it's, it's sad that it's a country. It's also sad because of how old the computer systems are. Do it, but that's another conversation. Mm -hmm. Right, but, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, but I know. It's so. I mean, <laughs> he he. Nah, I wouldn't. He wasn't. I uh, had the thought, I was like, you know what? I'm about to go to a grocery store and get myself something that I don't need. So then, thankfully, I was driving, so my friend couldn't stop me from doing whatever, but I turned around and pulled back, and pretty much I just handed him all the cash that was in the wallet. So I was like, you know what? Here you go. Because it's, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know what else to do in that situation. Right. Other than, you know. And at that point, you know, it's a, a family or whatever. They need yeah. money they need resources and again that's what live for is doing right now they are raising. Yeah. that's what this podcastathon is doing raising money to be able to feed families across wisconsin which is awesome thank you for that that's awesome um because we need to be able to do that we need to stick together especially now during these uncertain times uh when we have you know protests when we have uh, food shortages, food price risings, and everything like that. We need as a community to stick together. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way. We can talk all day about how good mentoring and mentorship is, but the th fact of the matter is if a kid is going hungry, if families are going hungry, none of that matters in the end because we have to take care of those core needs first. And those core needs include making sure that kids and families are fed. Yeah. So. If you haven't, please go to wisconsinpodcastassociation.com or go to or wisconsinpodcast.com, excuse me, or live-4.org. Make a donation. Um, make someone else's life a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Allow them to be fed. Thank you for joining us this week on Use Your Words Podcast during this podcast-a-thon. Um, and we will turn it back over to whoever it is that <laughs> is uh, taking the reins from here. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone.
Stuck Coaching's mission is to provide businesses with the strategic planning and execution tools that result in job creation and economic growth. These are the same tools the founders use to grow their aerospace startup into an international $100 million organization. Stuck Coaching hopes to watch more businesses flourish in Wisconsin and the world. It happened to them, it's happening for their clients, and it can happen to you. Learn more now at GetUnstuck.com.